What's good, everyone? It's Jordan Pecadino, host of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast, coming at you with another episode, also with Peyton Lodge. We're uh, both here again at Emerson, and that's actually the first segment, the first thing we're going to talk about. So, Peyton, what made you choose Emerson? What made me choose Emerson? Man, well, the place is fantastic. I toured here. I absolutely loved it. Um, everybody's super cool. Um coaches are absolutely fantastic and i mean best sports communications place in the in the country honestly so yeah that's that's pretty much why right there in a in a nutshell that's it and uh for those who don't know you are also here as a student athlete playing baseball mm-hmm. and especially basketball um so what was that process like for you uh during your senior yeah pretty much during your senior year how did the whole uh process Begin for you. Well, I, uh, I call the both of the coaches. Uh, the one one assistant baseball coach uh, hit me up uh, a while ago. They were looking for an outfielder, and I, uh, I told him, yeah, I want to play D three. I'd love to play, you know, in in college after high school, and 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 then after looking at Emerson's just uh, school itself and just the program, I was like, whoa, okay, this could really be something. And then I. And I toured the school, met the coaches. Basketball, same deal. I, I call I called the basketball coach, um, and he was fantastic as well. Uh, told me to come tour as well. So when I got there, I met I met both baseball and basketball coaches. Really cool people, and yeah, I love it. It's a great place. It really is. And you also talked to me that you you've met uh, quite a few of the baseball guys. We yeah ran into some of the basketball guys last night playing pickup. So. Uh, um, just in your short time with both programs, I mean, what are some of the things that have stood out to you? Just how cool the people are, honestly. I And, you know, this Emerson's an art school, so, you know, there's a lot of different people on campus and kids who, you know, are, like, not an athlete vibes with a lot. And so I, uh, with me, just the sports kids and, and you, JP, just these kids, it's everything, everyone's, like, these people are great, you guys, and, and, uh, that's the. It's probably the best part, honestly. Is just, just what's standing out to me the most is how cool these people are on on the baseball and basketball teams both. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what are some of the bright spots that you've noticed uh, from the presentations from the school of communications and the sports communication major? Hmm. Well, there was one guy on the sports communications one. Uh, he, they had all the teachers up there, and the one of them. Actually, work for the Red Sox. Wow. Uh, he does a little stuff for the Red Sox. He does some stuff for a minor league team. I forgot what team it was. Um, does some hockey stuff. Uh, he really does everything. His name's Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam DeCoss, I think his name is. And, yeah, he is the nicest guy. He was really, really cool. Um, stood out to me a lot just because he's kind of what I want to do. What I want to be is really similar to that, you know? And. Uh, I just I talked to him, went up to him. We we had a little bit of a chat. He's a really cool guy, really nice. He knows what he's doing. He really really does, and and uh, he it seems like he works extremely hard, and that's 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 me. That's what I want to do. That's awesome. Um, what were some of your biggest takeaways from uh, orientation week? Uh, you know, be ready. You know, be ready for all this stuff. It's it's gonna be a lot, and you know, I just gotta take it all take it all in, take it on. Uh, I think that. Once school starts, I'm going to be very, very busy, but, you know, it's, it's all good. It's just um, I think I'm, I'm starting to kind of get more familiar with everything. 
all the mostly mostly just locations the mm-hmm. worst stuff is and all that so yeah and just you know as any other college guys doing probably right now with their orientation programs yeah absolutely um what are you most excited about with regards to your uh, first year at emerson um and maybe beyond maybe beyond that if you want to talk about that as well both academically and athletically yeah I, I think i think i'm mostly excited about uh my, I think I'm mostly excited about athletics here, for sure. Um, communications program and, and the sports and, and sports communication and all that, it's really, really exciting to learn. So I'm excited to learn stuff that I actually want to learn, not geometry. <laughs> and so, yeah, that should be fun and, mm-hmm. and uh, really pumped to learn all those classes. And I think, I think first year is a little, uh, I think there's some tedious classes that you kind of have to know for the right. basics. So I need to get through that. And then next year, it should be really, really fun. Um, as far as academically goes and, and athletically, I just really want to have a fun year this year and playing with the guys and having a good time. And then, uh, you know, sophomore, junior, senior year is all that that's it just gets better and better. It should. It should. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and the city of Boston's fantastic. So I'm really excited for everything here. Yeah, as I'm sure you are, too. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And moving on to some more basketball stuff, even though we've already talked for uh, 15 minutes before this about the whole Donovan Mitchell trade, that episode will be linked in the description. But moving on to other stuff, the Nets drama finally settled, KD and Kyrie going nowhere after all, at least for now. Um, What was your reaction to both of them uh, staying? Uh, No surprise. I I didn't think anybody was going to give a, you know, quote-unquote good enough package Mm -hmm. for, for these guys. Just because the Nets are so stingy about it, and you know, I, yeah. it, and I, I, I get it. I mean, you're trading Kevin Durant, right? But yeah. at the same time, like, why are you, you know, why are you giving these guys away? Like, they're so valuable, and the Nets, you know, care about them so much and, and all that. So why don't you just keep them? I mean, obviously that's what they're ended up doing, but it seems like it's like a, you know, like. We have to do it, and, and that's that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. oh, we can't get rid of you, so I guess we'll just keep you. And that you don't want your star like that. Huh. You guys need to get on good terms. And so I'm kind of interested to see what the season's like next year. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely the dynamic between KD, Kyrie, the front office. Not to mention Ben Simmons coming back, and we can't forget how Steve Nash factors into all this because he was involved in some of the drama too. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be crazy. Um, uh, what was your reaction to the Lakers making the move for Patrick Beverly? Uh, do you think that a Westbrook trade could still go down as well? Um, I don't think a Westbrook's going anywhere. Wow. No, no, I really don't. I, I think that the Pat Bev trade was pretty cool because now the Lakers are going to play some defense. Yes, finally, thank God. Yeah, it, at one position. At <laughs> yeah, and then so you're going to have Pat Bev locking up his guy while Austin Reeves is in help side while his, his man goes back door on him for a dunk. That's what's gonna happen, and the same with LeBron as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited they have one defender. You know, the the bad thing about that is that there's five guys on the court at one time, so four might be open. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, hey, Reeves is nice. Uh, I Reeves is nice. Is on you. Yeah. He is nice. Um, Max Christie, can't forget about him. He's not gonna get any minutes this year probably, but he is a really good defensive oriented guard. LeBron and AD, they're going to do what they do. We, we've seen how incredible they are. Yeah, they'll do what they do. Team. LeBron's not going to play defense, and AD's going to get hurt, right? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, the Lakers, 
I, I do think they're kind of one move away from a title. Uh, not necessarily a title run. A title? No, 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 no. Let me run that back real quick. Please do. They are a move away from being back and at the very least winning some games and being hopefully a lot better than they are. Um, than they were last season, let me put it that way. They could really use a guy like Clay Thompson or DeMar DeRozan. They <laughs> if, really, really if could. Westbrook can get them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the the trade talks with, the, with those, um, with regards to Westbrook, keep kind of intensifying every, seemingly every day. Because you have the Utah, I mean, Utah was going to, actually, wait. Yeah, you, they would have done another deal with Utah involving Westbrook had, again, had Mitchell gone to New York. That's not, again, yes. not happening. I, I just don't think anyone's going to want Westbrook, yeah, you know, like just thing. with that money. Yeah. Why do you want a guy who can't shoot? Mm-hmm. I mean, why, why do you want a guy like that and you're going to give him $40 million? You don't want that. Yeah, no. no. As no. incredible of a career that he has had yes. in the past, and he is still, don't get me wrong, as much as I have... Uh, for, uh, pretty much disliked him throughout the, this past season. He, yeah. I still recognize, and I hope a lot of people still do, that he's an incredible point guard. Like his resume kind of speaks for, for itself. He was doing amazing things in OKC, of course, doing really yes. well in Houston. Um, ran the show, ran the show next to Beal in uh, DC. Things with the Lakers did not work out with him well last season. That could change. We don't know. Yes. Uh, but. Uh, it's going to be very intriguing to see how uh, Russ and the Lakers approach uh, training camp, which, if I remember correctly, is about 25 days away. But moving on uh, to some other, uh, some more broader off-season stuff, uh, quite a few people argued, at least in the past, that this was one of the most disappointing off-seasons, mainly because due to a lack of trades, despite all the rumors. And I think this is because of the KD and Kyrie build-up. Uh, do you think that's still the case that more could have been, more moves should have been made this off season? No, of course, more should have been done. I mean, you, we just talked about Westbrook could be traded, mm-hmm. and you know a ton of things could have happened, but um, you know nothing ever did. But you know it's all good because it's still going to be a good season. It's going to be fun. D. Mitch thing just came out today. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. um, I think I think nothing going on or not as much going on makes something like a demiss trade that much more exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, it should be fun. It should still be a fun season. I think the off season, yeah, of course it was a little boring. There were no trades. Yeah. Nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. I think there were a little time ti- little like tiny signings here and there though, but that was about it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty yeah. I, honestly, it was the the day that uh what was it? The day that came out a couple like the other month where you could sign the you could resign your players. Oh right, yeah. Um when that came out, everyone just signed, re-signed all their guys that day. Literally, mm-hmm. like yeah. Jokic and they, all those guys got their max contracts, and and then that was the offseason right there, that one day. So, yeah. yeah, and then that was like you know KD. That was really big KD rumors that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's pivot over to baseball, and I promise you that Peyton will not rant for five or ten minutes about the Angels, but I do have to talk about them nonetheless. It was announced uh, last week that uh, Angels owner Artie Moreno intends to sell the team. What's your reaction to that news, and what implications does that have for the Halos? Um, well, it stinks because you know the, Artie's the coolest guy in the world, and um, 
you know, it, it, it's really, it's pretty sad. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think implications, I think it just means that, like, no one really knows what's going, what's going to happen next, you know? Mm-hmm. Are they going to totally tank? Or are they going to try to win next year and sign? You know, it, it all depends who comes in because there can be an owner who, and nobody has any idea who this next owner can be. Not yet. There's no rumors or anything. Mm-hmm. And so um, it all depends on what route this guy wants to take because the, the Angels are smack in the middle of being just absolutely mediocre for 10 years. Yes. So um, it's really just, is, is this guy going to come in and say, all right, let's go sign, uh, you know, Let's go sign some ace pitchers for one year, thirty million dollar contracts, or one year at forty mil. Let's go do that and try to win the World Series next year, <laughs> and then re-sign Otani for six hundred million dollars, and they could do that and mm-hmm. spend a crap ton of money for it, which the Mets owner is doing right now. Cause, <laughs> um, and they just have it. It just depends how much money the guy has, you know. Or is this guy gonna come in and say, "All right, let's come in and totally rebuild and be the Pittsburgh Pirates." And hope to get Baltimore Orioles luck next year, with the Orioles just absolutely dominating the MLB right now for mm-hmm. no reason, and they have just so many young players, young talent from their rebuilding system, and now they're dominating. Yeah. It's awesome. They're two games out of the playoffs, so okay. I really, really hope the Orioles make the playoffs. Yes, by the way. absolutely. Yes. Um, what would you hope for in a new owner and uh, a change in the reins overall? What would I hope for? Um, I don't know, maybe maybe somebody, I don't know, honestly just hoping to re-sign Otani, mm-hmm. I think, as an Angel fan. You yeah. just kind of want to see Otani stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, it's just it's just hard to re-sign Otani, to be honest, because Trout's making $500 million, Right. And you're going to give one player that franchise deal, yes. and then you got to give Otani. But when you sign Trout to that franchise deal, I don't think o- you kind of knew Otani was going to do what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least consistently. Like last year, he was showing signs of it. The year before that, he was faintly showing signs of it. Last year, he really, really showed everything, um, and earned earned that paycheck last year. Yeah. Uh, this year, he's just showing it more and more on the on the mound. He, he knew he could hit home runs, but now he's just showing it more and more on the mound with a under three ERA. And so I just think that as an Angel fan, you want to see those two stay, but it's just going to be hard to keep them both because it's so much money and two players the angels are the first the definitely the team to tell you this two players will not get you to the playoffs Absolutely not. and the angels are the definitions of, of that <laughs> so they got two best players in the world uh and and they're not doing anything with it so yeah. you know but they need to get some good players around them and to have the money to do that you need the, the you need money, and you know you're gonna spend a ton of money for Otani, so that's gonna be hard to do. It just depends how much money this owner has. Yes. Now, if if the owner was my dad, uh, with you know a million dollars to put into the team, we could we can't sign Otani. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, we can't do that. So, <laughs> if the owner was me, we definitely couldn't do that. <laughs> JP, if the owner was you, we could do it. We could do it. Uh... You'd have the money to do it. You just get a loan from the bank, and we sign Otani, and then, you know, sign all these guys around him. Boom, playoffs. What is it all in? Uh, I'm assuming MLB has luxury tax or some sort of equivalent to that. Just of course, yeah. Dodgers go over it every the, year, and the Yankees, <laughs> and the Mets. Yeah, put us all in the equivalent of that, see how that turns out. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. But, uh, 
And last one here, of course, the Angels' struggles cannot be solved overnight. How long do you think it'll take, assuming the ownership um, debacle gets solved uh, relatively soon within the coming weeks? How long do you think it'll take for the Halos to get back on the right track? Well, obviously it's going to take a lot longer for them to win games if they go into rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they sign, you know, like I said, to the bunch of ace pitchers, two-year, $80 million contracts, then they'll win next year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it all depends on injuries and and who they have on the roster and uh, just, just what their plan is because the owner can come in and say, we're going to be good in five years, or they can come in and say, we're going to be good next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right, Faye, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. Yes, sir. See you guys real soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, be well. Peace. Peace.